Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Thursday, April 15th. Normally, this would be tax filing day, but guess what? You get a little bit of a reprieve. Tax filing date is actually going to be May 17th this year, extended uh, by the IRS at the prodding of Washington. So uh, don't have to rush out and get things filed today. However, if you do make estimated tax payments, estimated tax payments still have to be made today. Uh, no relief was given on that aspect. So um, some good news uh, there in terms of tax filing day. <clears throat> you can push it off another 30 days or so um, and, uh, and get it done then. So, so some good news on that front. Hey, we'll talk to Dave. We got some more banks coming out today um, and a few other uh, stocks uh, reporting that we'll talk about in just a few minutes. Remember, folks, if you're not sure exactly how much risk you have in your portfolio, please, please, let's do a financial x-ray to determine what your risk number is and what the risk number is of your current portfolio. Uh, I, I sat down with somebody the other day. They um, I thought they had a relatively conservative portfolio. Um, we took their risk number, and their risk number was for retiree was was on the higher side. It was like twenty eight. Um, however, their portfolio was like a sixty. So it, it's easy to think you have a well rounded portfolio, and to find out you have more risk than what you think. So give us a call. 863-382-0037 and schedule your financial x-ray. You're looking forward to our conversation with Dave in just a minute. Kid Rock, Jeff. Oh, morning, Dave here. It's uh, 841 now, 19 before 9. Time to check in on money. And if I could sing Happy Days or Here Again, it would probably sound a little bit like the market is thinking this morning. Just uh, I pretty much am stuck with nothing but good news today. Gosh. Ditto for Philip Statler, down from Statler Financial Services in downtown Sebring. Philip, we're uh, pretty much looking for any flies in the ointment and can't seem to find any this morning, can we? No, we, we can't find any bad news out there anywhere when it comes to the economy. I mean, great uh, macro numbers came in. We're seeing good um, earnings numbers, some great earnings numbers coming in across the board. So it's a lot of good news today. Like you said, happy days are here, at least uh, at least today. At least for a day or two, yeah. Setting the table, yesterday was kind of a mix of a little bit of profit-taking and a little bit of incremental growth. Uh, Dow was up 54 points, and, well, it, it was down a little bit the day before, so that was okay. S&P was down by 16 points. It was up a little bit the day before, so that's okay. NASDAQ was down 138 points. It was up a little more than that the day before. So net-net across two days, we pretty much had a flat stock market, and that ain't a bad place to be for a couple of days, given the fact that we're in nosebleed territory. But it looks like we might turn the corner this morning off of some uh, party-hardy numbers out of the government. Uh, start out with retail sales, because that's probably the biggest driver in the bunch. They started vomiting up checks for last month, and we spent them like crazy. Retail sales expected to be up by 5.9%, 9.8% increase last month. Boy, our brick-and-mortar stocks ought to be happy. Yeah, really. And and that's if you think about it, if you compare it to what it was the month prior, it was actually down 2.7%. So that's a pretty big comeback um, in sales, retail sales. And if you look at the X auto, 
it's still a hefty good number uh, that we're looking at there, like something like 8.4%. So definitely uh, the stimulus uh, helped the economy. Everybody spent that uh, $1,400 they got to boost the economy, which, which makes us really sit back and think, okay, what's going to happen in the month of April? Uh, if, uh, if stimulus did this, did that mean everybody went out and spent the money and now they're retracting uh, in the month of April because they don't have anything else to spend? That's what's going to really be interesting is next month. It really is. You can look at it from two different levels. Number one is this is an unrealistic bump because we had a lot of stimulus money pumped out. Uh, the other side of that coin, though, is, and it's that cautionary tale that we always throw out, a one-month figure is a data point. And last month it was, oh, my God, jump off the buildings bad on retail sales. And now this month we darn near double the expectations taken across two months. It's a good, solid growth rate and uh, not monstrously surprising. No, in this time of year, it's definitely not surprising because the other part of that is, I mean, stimulus obviously played a role, but mm-hmm. the other part that played a role is going to be, uh, you know, IRS tax refund checks. You know, a lot of those would have hit the end of February, the first part of March, um, which would then give people money to spend in the month of March. Absolutely. It, it is that time of the year where some windfalls happen, even if we weren't doing stimulus programs as well. But one way or the other, it was decidedly good news. And then we combine that up uh, with the first time employment claim report that comes out every Thursday. Unemployment looking good, too. Uh, expected 700,000 first time jobless claims. We actually fell 193,000 claims last week and came in at 576,000, so it was a big surprise on that side. And our continuing claims didn't change much, but we, you know, basically what was expected at 3.7 million. Uh, that's all pretty solid news. That is. That's some good news. Um, you know, we're always looking at the, the unemployment rate and what that means in terms of first-time claims. Um, it says people are going back to work, which is, which is good, or they can continue to hold their jobs. Um, continuing claims, obviously, we would like that to continue to fall because that's people that have been out of work for six months or more. Um, and, and we would like to see that number continue to fall, uh, meaning more and more people are going back to work and getting off the unemployment rolls. Uh, but, uh, but these are good numbers. You know, again, data points that uh, we'll, we'll have to look um, kind of month over month, week over week to see how that really what, what that really equates to from an unemployment percentage rate. Absolutely. And these weekly figures are even more emphatic as data points than the, uh, you know, than the monthly figures on retail sales were because they are just one week snapshots. Next week could be a big disappointment, but anytime you get good news, you can't complain. Kind of confirming the good humor is uh, something I kind of glossed over because I was so excited with retail sales. But the Empire State Business Index, that's one of those numbers that when things are 100% normal, we just blow off. But New York manufacturing activity counts for a lot while we're looking to try to come back. And it hit a new high for quite some time, didn't it? It, it did, and it beat substantially what was expected. Uh, it came in like 263 um, which is the highest number we've seen there since they said October of 2017. So it's been quite a while um, and, and a good beat. The other one that we that came out, you probably didn't see this one either, is the Philadelphia Fed Manufacturing Index also beat by about eight points. So, um, so manufacturing definitely seems like it's getting ramped up and kicking into gear, uh, which is another good reason for the unemployment numbers. 
Understood. And to add to that, we're in the middle of earnings season's first few days, and the financials we've always said are kind of a bellwether for the rest of the economy because they've got their fingers into every business base. Uh, We've got some pretty good news on the reports that are out this morning, too, don't we? We do. You know, we still have some more banks coming out. Bank of America reported strong earnings, um, beat both top and bottom line. Um, again, reduced their um, loan loss reserves um, significantly. Uh, so they're they're getting a nice little bump up about a half a percent this morning. Citibank was probably the big deal, big winner um, in terms of numbers. I didn't have their top line that number didn't come in where I could see it, but the bottom line is they uh, they beat their earnings expectations by 41 uh, percent they they beat by a dollar six they were expected to come in at like two dollars and 56 cents came in at like three dollars and 62 cents so a big beat for them they're probably the bigger winner right now when it comes to the banking industry up 2.6 percent this morning and they're getting really close to the 52-week high dave Interesting. It's going to be intriguing when we get drilled down on that as to uh, what investors say after they dig down into that report. My initial reaction based upon what we were seeing yesterday, the banks were making their numbers off of returning write-off losses that they'd pre-written during the pandemic. Citigroup being so big in credit cards and consumer debt, I wonder how much of that was uh, credit card write-offs being returned to the revenue line. Yeah, I didn't see that exact number. I just saw that it was a pretty nice little hefty amount that they bounced oh, yeah. back from. So, um, the other financial I have is BlackRock. Um, BlackRock, the big money manager, asset manager folks, uh, they uh, they came in at seven dollars and seventy-seven cents a share, slightly above the expectation, both on top and bottom line. So, uh, so they're uh, they're up about one point two percent this morning. And they and they are butting their heads against the 52-week high. They're only uh, less than a dollar away, um, and that's a high-priced stock, Dave. It's eight hundred and ten dollars a share right now. I don't have yeah. that much in my pocket right now. You're going to have to lend me some if we buy one <laughs> lousy share. <laughs> I got two more popular names that Alrighty, I think uh, will uh, make people uh, take a little notice. First one's United Healthcare, the mm-hmm. the health insurance company. Uh, they came in and beat $5.31 a share, revenue more than $70 billion, um, and they wow. are uh, up 1.7%. They will open, at least right now, they would open at a new 52-week high. And then the other conglomerate we have is PepsiCo. Um, they uh, they do a lot of good business when it comes to soft drinks and snacks. That must have been a great business to be in because they beat by about $0.09 cents a share, uh, revenue also grew higher than expected, especially in their organic uh, revenue, meaning they grew from within, which is always a good thing when companies can do that. Um, and they're trading up about a half a percent this morning. Cool, cool. Everything's coming up roses this morning. Setting the table again. It was kind of a profit-taking day yesterday on Wall Street. No great amount of movement relative to the day before. 45 minutes before we open this morning. I'm just betting you're seeing a lot of green ink, Philip. We are seeing green ink, but I got a headline change just came across. I want to give you this real quick. Sure. Delta posted a $1.2 billion quarterly loss. Um, they do expect to break even in June. So uh, so that's, I mean, I guess that's kind of good news. They expect to break even. In, uh, and so they're up about a half a percent this morning after that news came out. <laughs> you On lose the, a billion bucks and your stock yeah. goes up. 
That's right. You know, um, what, a- <laughs> what a world we live in, right? Yeah. Um, so on the futures front, everything looks really good on the index side. We got the Dow up almost a half a percent. Uh, the S&P 500 is up a little over a half a percent. NASDAQ's up just a little shy of 1%. Russell 2000 up three quarters of a percent. So everything's looking really rosy uh, on that side of the fence. Commodities also looking pretty good. Silver's up uh, almost four tenths of a percent. Gold's up almost seven tenths of a percent. So crude oil, man, it made a big jump uh, yesterday. Uh, and it's trading down about a half a percent this morning, but huge increase over yesterday morning. Is at $62.83 a barrel right now, Dave? Yeah, when I see it falling down from the nighttime number, and it's at a number I don't want to see in the morning, I get nervous because things go up during the day generally in the crude markets. Overseas markets, Japan, China, the mainland, uh, mainland China and Hong Kong markets all off by a little bit this morning at the uh, 6 a.m. closing for them. Europe is looking at our futures and saying, hey, this ain't bad. They're generally up by around the half a percent mark midway through their day. Uh, looking at your retirement and trying to figure out for sure you're gonna commit, whether you're going to make it, that takes some neutral eyes in order to find a strategy to make money where it's possible, but limit risk as well. How do I find you to uh, do that, Philip? David, give us a call at 863-382-0037 to start with our financial x-ray and move into making sure they have a written retirement income plan that's going to get them through retirement. Uh, Catch us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk 730. And we'll be back tomorrow to see if 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 the excitement survives all the way through the day, right? That's right. We'll be back tomorrow. I'll catch you then, Bill. Thank you. Be well. It's 105. Hey, folks, again, I want to thank you for joining us today. I hope that your week has been going well. One more day to go, and uh, and the weekend will be here. So have a great day. I look forward to ending up the week with you again tomorrow. Take care.